All right, this is Discussion with Dan, episode number 10, another solo podcast coming at you. It's just me and the dogs up here, so if you hear anything wild, that's probably them, you know, barking and growling at each other. Tried to do one earlier. Uh, they got a little too wild, ended up having to cancel that one. All the editing I would have had to do, you would have only heard, like, bits and pieces of conversation that I was trying to make myself sound, sound definitely terrible. I'd try to listen back to it. And it's stuff where it's like, I go yell at the dogs to, to calm down, or I have to take them outside, or I have to do something with them, and I come back, and I'm just like, uh, where was I? And then I try to take off on a point. I was taken off, so sorry, this episode's gonna be a little, um, actually, no, I deleted that episode, so this episode should be great. Um, I'm a little sick, so if I sound a little nasally or a little weird, that's why overall today's episode's gonna be about me trying to be more positive in life and taking steps to increase just overall happiness in my life by being more positive in general. So let's see how where that takes us, right? So overall trying to be more positive in my life, I feel like there's a huge effect positivity does have in your life and you can cut out negativity. You feel better overall, your experiences are better, you have more positive experiences as you do things, right? Like you get positive results when you're more positive going into things. There's like a placebo effect that happens, right? It's not like you're taking anything in that's measurable or real but it does make a measurable effect on your performance when you're positive you go into something thinking you're great at it you'll do better than you think you're going to do bad it's science at that point it's they have plenty of studies that have placebo effects on either like testing using mental abilities using physical abilities and then as well as um health like you can give someone a placebo which is essentially like a sugar pill, be a, it's a fake drug, a drug that essentially has no effect other than you think it has an effect, right? So because you believe it's helping you, it is. You're like, oh, this thing's going to make me feel better, it's going to give me more energy, so you naturally have more energy because you believe you have more energy, not that it actually gives you energy. And I believe that this positivity is a real, it's a real thing. There's a real effect it can have on people. You see people who are more positive all the time tend to be happier. They see the world as good. They have good experiences with people. They don't have negative experiences with people. If you're negative all the time, anytime you talk to someone, it's a negative conversation about how bad the world is, how dirty the world is, how people are doing you wrong. Um, but if you look at anything positive, you're looking at gains you've made. You know, if someone asks you, hey, how's your day going? You could say, oh, it's, I'm doing great. I got my podcast is doing awesome. I'm working really hard. I'm, you know, in love with this beautiful girl. Or you could look at stuff and be like, oh, you know, I worked yesterday, I'm a little tired, I got a slight headache today, um, there's all these political issues that I disagree with or something, and you could just look at the negative stuff and be surrounded by bad. And I'm trying to change that aspect of my life, get a little more, just a little more positive, man, and have that, that effect come out of me in hopefully every way in my life. Uh, it, it is a struggle for me. I'm someone who gets irritated sometimes super easily. Like earlier today, dogs irritated me, and then I tried to come back into getting a podcast and talk about how I'm trying to be more positive, and I, it was super hard for me. I was, like, really angry. Because um, I got angry at myself for not being able to, like, come back into positivity. I was failing at my positiveness, And it, it, whenever I fail at something, it really bothers me. And then I get, like, a domino stacked effect of, like, negativity on negativity, and then, I, you know, I attack myself a little bit. But we're working on that. That's what this... That's what I'm talking about right now, is trying to take steps forward. So, in doing so, I wanted to take a take a couple of steps back and plan ahead, so I started doing things that are going to make me feel better in general, right? It's easier to be positive 
if you feel good in in general, right? If you're feeling good emotionally, you're feeling good physically, and what's what would be the other one? Like psychology, psychologically. Wow, wow, that was a good stutter right there. Does that count as stutter? Psychologically, I don't know if that still counts as emotionally. Um, but yeah, like if you're if you're healthy, you feel better. It's easy to be positive. That's why you know you you run into like an older person that's like all crabby. I get it, man. If I woke up and every day it's like just to get out of bed was a chore, everything that bent on me hurt, I could see how you're irritated a lot. <laughs> you know, if someone's like, Grandma, why can't you just grab the damn phone? It's like, yeah, because walking 20 feet is 20 steps of pain for me when it's, you know, you can run over and grab it. So I can understand how elderly people, <laughs> they get that stereotype of being a little crappy sometimes. That's why it's so inspiring to me whenever I see, if I see an elderly person with energy and they have this, like, just get up and go this hustle about them for some reason it just inspires me like yo man i'm hoping i could be be that type of old man because every now and then you see you see an older person that's just they're feeble everything's a struggle you know they're trying to get something out of their wallet and their fingers aren't working right inside that's a that's a real fear for me man so taking steps back i've um i'm trying to eat better because i know if you have a healthy intake it's it's good for you so i'm doing a lot of um Sticking to meat and vegetables, those are my big two. Like, lots of meat, lots of vegetables, trying to cut out um, anything that's, like, sugary or starchy, stuff like that. It's not as big a deal for someone like me. I'm very lean, so I'm not, like, if I'm packing on fat, it's actually good for me as well. So anything I eat, any as long as I'm taking in high contents of stuff, that's overall good for me. But I do like taking high contents of, of healthy food if I can. Also, since I'm a little sick, I notice I, if I can eat a big meal... It makes me feel way better. I think the sickness got in there. They saw me a little weakened and a little sore from working out, a little tired, and the, the cold was like, ooh, I got an opportunity here. Um, but going alongside that positivity thing, like working out, like after you start working out, you get more strength in it. It's easier to get out of bed. It's easy, you know, it's easier pouring a glass of milk because the gallon's lighter all of a sudden just because I'm in shape again. So nothing's harder anymore. It's taking off the dogs isn't as bad. Because it's not like getting up and walking over there. I'm like, oh, man, I'm so tired today. So I actually have energy. Other than, you know, these last two days where I've been a little sick. I've been a little, ugh. That's why today, man, the dogs really got to me. That was all my fault. I should have been I should have been more patient with it. But I'm a little sick. So I was kind of being a dick to them. In a sense, I was like, oh, you got to go to the bathroom again? How how dare you need to go to the bathroom again? Right? How dare you have bodily functions that <laughs> negatively affect me somehow? But, yeah, I, I do love those animals. Um. Uh, I don't know if I want to have dogs in the future, but that's a different topic altogether. But yeah, this, uh, I'm having a good, healthy intake. I know some people are anti-meat. Vegan's really hot these days. Vegan's not my thing. It's, I like meat, uh, straight up. And if you try to do like a moral argument of, is it worth taking a life for something you think tastes well? You could say that about anything we eat because everything we ever eat is alive, Right. Plants can have communication with each other through very subtle, like, chemical releases. That's essentially kind of what, like, um, like, pollen is them mating with each other, right? So, essentially, that's obviously a very, very low form of communication. But there are, I believe, redwoods can disperse, obviously, don't eat redwoods, but they can disperse nutrients to different ones because they have all their roots connected and stuff like that. So, they do have some form of shallow communication. Plants can move towards things they like and avoid things they don't like, right? So, if they see the sun, they're going to lean towards the sun. Not saying that's a form of thinking or cognition or self-awareness. That's, say, like a dog or a pig or a cow has. Obviously, it's different levels. But why is it that certain people feel like they can make that distinction 
of where the line is dri- drawn for what life they eat, right? And what life other people can eat. If you want to use the you're eating life and it's morally wrong thing, then you could say that about anything we eat, whether it's plant life, fungal life, or animal life. I know there's some people that have this thing about, oh, I don't want to eat like chicken eggs. And if you have your own chickens like I do, mine are <laughs> mine are happy as shit, trust me. Um, they have pretty much free range in my backyard all day. I have a huge quarter acre backyard. So I get two eggs a day. I'll be getting 10 eggs a day pretty soon. And they just lamb. They just lamb. You know, I fill up their food with whatever chicken food I have, which I believe is also, um, has some medication to make sure they don't get sick. No, that was the younger, that was a chick feed when they were little babies. They have medicated ones so they don't get sick. But I only, uh, I give them that at night to have them go into their coop. And other than that, they're able to eat bugs and stuff all day. And they lay these eggs all the time. They're just going to waste them. So might as well eat those eggs. And then there's people who believe, oh, well, it's not okay to eat mammals, but you can eat fish because somehow fish look weird enough for you to eat. I don't agree with the moral argument for being a vegan. I do understand the moral argument for being anti-factory farm. Yeah, man, these factory farms do abuse cows and they do abuse chickens and they do abuse almost said poultry for for pigs because I was I got the p word and I was like poultry and I was like wait I actually you know pictured a, a, a pig covered in feathers when I said that in my head but yeah like the the pigs cows chickens they're treated terribly man chickens lives on cage lives in cages that are stacked to the roof twenty chickens high and they just shit on each other that's terrible and cows and pigs live in a thirty mile farm square farm that's just pig and pig shit and piss as far as they can see like there's nothing underneath them besides that and they, they squash each other trying to get the food it's real bad it's it's gross now i always wonder where vegans stand on eating insects right because i feel like that's almost the in-between right it's not quite it's not quite an animal but it's not quite a plant you know it's like right in between um or something like mollusks like a oyster or a clam i don't know if actually clams oysters or mollusks i think they are um but I think mollusks are technically stuff like, um, damn, I'm dying here, barnacles, stuff like that, which I'm pretty sure you can eat. And also I know as just a health standpoint, like people say meat isn't good for you. I completely disagree. I think our bodies are pretty much well designed to digest things that are similar to us and use them as fuel. That's why water is one of the best things you can drink is because we're made of a lot of water. It's very easy for our body to process. I believe the same thing applies to proteins and stuff like that if we're like hey we're looking for protein a b and c and that's in chicken and it's the exact form we need we can don't have to transfer or mess with it in any way i believe that's beneficial it's also low in sugar and low in things that are also bad for you and they're high in protein they can be high in fat chicken's not high in fat but there are some that are not some chickens are like pork is higher in fat than chicken now that being said the factory farm thing not that sustainable really bad for the environment we need to figure something out that's going to be a little better. So that, for if you're trying to be re- vegan for that reason, to s- then yeah, I support you. That's a good moral argument for the torture of animals. That's why, like, I'm part of the reason I'm trying to get in hunting is it's almost the most the most humane way to almost die in the world is to get sh- like shot through the heart almost, right? Like it, it's almost an instant death for you. Um, it's way worse for anything in the wild to get eaten. That's a terrible way to die. Um, old age is a terrible way to die. Starvation is a terrible way to die. You know, freezing to death is a bad way to die. So, me trying to eat healthier, I'm sticking to, um, 
plants and animals, essentially. Uh, cutting out a little bit of fruit, although I do love me some... A- Dude, apples and oranges are the sh- overall fruit in general. You got apples, oranges, bananas. It's hard for me to find a fruit I don't like, and that comes because of the high sugar content, right? It's one of those things if if you roll a hot dog in sugar, anybody will eat that damn hot dog, even though it's a hot dog covered in sugar, which is disgusting. Um, yeah, use enough sugar, people are into it, man. Now, so I'm trying to just eat high high amounts of vegetables and protein and cut out just sugar in general. I do notice that if I, like my wrists and stuff like that, if I'm having, if I eat stuff that's a lot of sugar, like I had that pack of Starbursts you guys saw on Instagram or I had and that pack of, Snickers and Twix and stuff like that. If I ate a bunch of those in a row, my wrists and like my hips would feel like they're locking up and they'd be achy because you get so inflamed and stuff like that. And the same thing happens with caffeine. I do work at a coffee shop. Gonna keep drinking coffee. Um, that's a decision I have to make of, well, do I want to be a dickhead to customers or do I want my wrist to be a little sore? Because I'll be like, eh, I'll have the wrist be sore. I'm not gonna get fired for that. I'll get fired for being a dick to customers though. So the caffeine, but yeah, overall, like it makes me feel, uh, I just, I feel better without eating that, you know, eating all this extra crap. And then I know for me being a small dude trying to like bulk up a little bit, I want to get a heavier kettlebell. I want to get like a 50 pound one. I have a 35 right now and it, it works pretty well, but I could still do a high number of squats with them. And like, I, it's, it's great for shoulders and stuff like that. Like if I do a one arm shoulder with that, that's, that's a lot of weight to be putting up for my little ass, especially after that, that surgery I had on my, on, not on my chest, on my collarbone. I hit my chest, so maybe I'm going to say chest. Um, but overall, yeah, like if, you, if you're feeling healthy, you, you're feeling better, you can be more positive, and then you'll have more constructive outcomes on anything you go into. So I remember I saw this study. You know, now I don't, now I don't know where I saw this study. I don't know if I was told this or if I read this, but uh, these guys are doing a study on positivity affecting fishing results, right? So they'd have – you had one week – and every time people like anybody showed up to like, like, hey, sorry, fishing's not good today. Sorry, there's people yelling outside my window. I figured out what's going on. Make sure I'm not getting robbed. Let's go outside and beat the crap out of someone here in Reading. So I'll be right back. All right, not that bad. It was just someone yelling at someone. Hey, man, you have a good day. Take care. I guess saw a friend across the street. Um, so what I was saying is they're telling these people, hey, sorry, the fishing's crappy today. We're doing some tests in the water. It's putting some vibrations out there. It's going to be messing with the fish. So, you know, best of luck to you guys. But sorry if we, you know, ruin your day. Guys come back, hey, how'd you guys do today? Um, these are like the wardens asking the, you know, whoever's doing the test, they're asking the fishermen. They're terrible, man. I couldn't catch a damn thing. I don't know what you guys are doing out there, but it's ruined the fish here. Blah, blah, blah. Can't catch a damn thing, right? You guys, I, I don't know what you guys are doing, but it's it's wrecking it. Nothing worked. And then next week, same guys come by, or they're doing this, they're doing the same test, right? And it's uh, they tell them, like, oh, yeah, tests are over. You know, the because of last week, the fish are actually extra hungry today, so they're going to be biting like crazy. That's what we've been getting told. And so fishermen go out there, come back, and uh, they're like, oh, how, how'd you do? Oh, man, you were right. Those fish are starving. Anything I threw out there, I brought it back. They were biting everything we threw out there. We killed it, man. And it's they had, were not doing any tests to the lake. There's nothing going on. The only difference was is that one week, every fisherman that showed up got told that the fish weren't biting that day. Things were shitty because of some tests they were doing to Lake. And the other day, or the other week, they were told the fish were extra hungry because of the last week, and you guys should kill it today. And so they go into it. You know, if you go into something going like, I'm going to fail, we're not going to do good, or we're screwed today, you're going to half-ass it, right? If you don't think you can win, why are you going to try that hard? There's a lot of people out there like that. I'm one of those people. If I go into something that's like, yeah, we're about to get blown out 40 to nothing, 
well, you know what? Let's just let it be 40 to nothing and go home. <laughs> Let's not have it be 39 to 1 and have it be like, ooh, look who got one, son. No shutout today. It's like, yo, man, 39 to 1 is almost more embarrassing, I feel. Because um, then it shows like, you were really trying to score, weren't you? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, we were. Um, yeah, the only difference was their attitude on it. They thought they could do well, so they worked their, worked their lures a little harder, you know? Put the extra time in the bait and shit because they, you know, they knew that the, the fish were ready. The fish saw something, they're going to take it. And so, you know, you catch one fish and you're having this great attitude. Oh my God, they're right. After the first one, you hook up. They're right. It could be amazing. So that placebo effect that comes along with positivity is huge. It can inflict everything in your life, right? If just having other people believe in you is huge, right? If you have, you have people tell you that won't work. Don't even try. You're going to fail. It can really hold you back. Now, there are some people that they need that almost. They almost need adversity. If so, if you get in certain people's face and say, you'll never be nothing. You, this won't ever work. I don't know why you're even trying. They'll take your words and do everything they can to prove you wrong. Because they are positive. We keep using that word positive, positively, blah, blah, that they can you know, the whole, like, prove haters wrong thing, the, the hater movement was was actually, like, a positive thing in a sense, where it's like, the whole I love haters, right? You know, tell me I can't. I'll prove you wrong. I will prove you wrong. And then there's some people, they can't take it. They, and I get that. They take people's advice literally and seriously, and it's sometimes very helpful, right? Sometimes you get people, it's like, hey, man, I don't think you should be a professional cocaine dealer because you can go to jail. And they go, Fuck you, fuck that. I'm going to be a baller. Maybe you would go to jail, bro, but not me, bro. I don't go to jail, bro. I'm the best cocaine dealer ever, bro. Um, And then they end up going to jail and it's all bad. So there are certain things, obviously, you don't want. <laughs> you want to take that advice. You want to not, you know, go over the top with not, you know, trying to be like, oh, I don't, I, I don't bend for nobody, you know, or I don't, why are you hating on me? It's, I'm not hating on you, I'm trying to give you advice, you know, or you need to listen to me that this is a bad idea. <laughs> So that's one thing that was weird with this when I started this podcast is I had no adversity. Everyone's like, yo, man, I, that's a great idea. I hope you love it. All, you know, more power to you. I think it's great. You're doing this, taking steps for your dream, you know, making sure that you, you know, you can be happy in life. And I was just, you know, every time it happened, I kind of be like taken back. I'm like, damn it. I was, I was so ready for adversity here. I was so ready for something like, you know what, blah, 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 it's a waste of time to have me be like, you know what, you might think it's a waste of time and it might be a waste of time for like two years, but eventually you know, it might seem like a waste of time for two years, and it wouldn't actually be. But eventually, when I'm doing this for real, and it's my job, then it won't be, right? When it becomes real, it's not a waste of time. And I never got that. So it's like, it's kind of nice. It makes me think this can actually, you know, really, really take off. So I'm gonna get, I've got a lot of positive support in this. And I feel like things are overall looking uh, looking pretty good. I do got a lot, you know, just like anybody, I got a lot to work on personally. And I'm, I'm starting with my positivity. I feel like that Getting that kind of in line and more in check will definitely help me in every aspect of my life. I do. There's a lot of native things I do do. I'm gonna rip on myself for a second here in a self coaching uh, form. Now I assume the worst in a lot of people. Terrible, terrible thing to do, right? Um, instantly go into it if someone says something's like, "Oh, they're mad at me," or this, or you know, they said they just be a dick, and it's like, no, man, I. I didn't want you to spill beer down your shirt. That's why I told you the cap was off. You're like, I know my cap was off. I took it off myself. You know, there's certain things that drive people insane sometimes. And they feel like, um, you know, you, you take it. 
I could definitely take it the wrong way. One thing that irritates me for some reason, this is the smallest thing in the world for some reason drives me insane. If I put up my blinker and tell you I'm turning into this parking lot or whatever so that you can go, like you're waiting for me to, you're waiting for me to pass you or you're waiting for me to turn in, you're trying to turn out in front of me, right? And I turn on my blinker and you wait for me to come down and slow down and come to a stop and like turn in and then you go. For some reason, I'm so irritated. It's like, why did I put on my blinker for you, sir? Do you not see me communicating to you? I think that's a big thing with me is uh, I don't like it if I don't feel like I'm being heard. So hopefully this podcast helps out a little bit, right? It's like, I'm at least getting heard by some speakers at, at minimum. Uh, but yeah, if I'm, I feel like if I'm not being heard or understood, I think that like really affects me and drives me, drives me insane. So if I, like, if I extend something out there, like this turn signal to try to communicate with someone and they just kind of, you know, I assume that's like this person's stupid or they're blind or they're not paying attention to what they're doing when it could be, no, what they're actually doing is they're looking at the truck that's behind me that I didn't see or something like that, or they got a lot on their mind, or they're actually not even going that way. They're taking a left or something like that, and I misunderstood the situation. So not assuming the worst in people is something I'm trying to work on. Um, at the same time, you got to be skeptical of people. You can't go 100% one way and not you know, second-guess people a little bit. There are shady people out there trying to do you dirty. Um, but I feel like for the most part, I could spot some of those people in, in this town. They tend to look like meth addicts. When they smile at you and it's like, oh, you either a really good hockey player or you do a shitload of meth because you have no teeth in your mouth, then I, I can kind of read the situation. I'm like, well, do you look like you're in shape? You don't play hockey then. <laughs> you know, like you look like you're in terrible shape. You look unhealthy. You're probably not a hockey player. That means you're a meth addict. Okay, let's not let's not go down this road. And I've noticed uh, I can be more positive when I'm active, right? If I stay active and I keep that, I have a list of things I got to do that day of, oh, you, know, you can feel accomplished, right? Having goals and accomplishments are, are huge in this life, and that's something I haven't had in a long time. Um, one of my goals is to get this podcast up to 10,000 listeners, and that's a that's a hard goal, and it seems, every now and then, it seems so out of reach, man. Like, I look back at it, it's just like 10,000, that's so many. I had 50 the other day, and that's off of some algor- algorithm that I don't really know about that well. Um, but yeah, I think I just got to keep putting in the work. I know Kaylee's dad said that he got up to like 15,000 when he was doing it. And that's that's amazing, man. That gives me so much hope that I can, you know, if I can get to 15,000, then everything will be be great for me. And that's 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 more than I want, right? So step by step, we're, we're, we're getting out there. I'm put, I'm, I feel like I'm putting in the work and the hustle to try, to try to get there. And I know, I don't know, but I like to say that I know if I stay positive, and I keep hustling, I can get, I can get where I need to be, um, on this stay positive note, um, because I'm sick, I do have this total belief in, like, the, I keep saying the placebo effect of positivity, I think that's gonna be the title of this, um, podcast, which is the first time I recorded this, I'd like to let you know, I did not say um as many times as I had, I've caught myself saying um a couple times, but I kind of have this lie, I tell to myself all the time of, I have a great immune system, right, I'm killer immune system, it might be true, it might be semi-true, but I think mainly my belief in my immune system is what makes it so strong, is I have this belief that, no, I'm not as sick as I might be, or I am doing better than I am, and it makes me, it gives me more energy and allows me to be able to fight off colds a little stronger, and it sounds ridiculous, right? The whole placebo effect sounds ridiculous, sounds like it would never work. It's proven, though. You know, some things, like mental strength is huge, and some things, having that mental strength gives you an advantage that is actually measurable. So telling myself that I have a great immune system 
I've told myself that the whole my whole life, and it's always been true. I've get sick two days later, I'm fine. I've gotten crazy, crazy sick a couple times. The cl- the closest, the sickest I ever got is I got is they said a sudden onset stomach flu, and I was so dehydrated at the same time because I'd went out and got fucking fucked up the night before that any water I took in the stomach flu would make me throw up, and so I was getting too dehydrated to actually function. Like my I couldn't keep my hands open; they were clenching together. So that was the sickest I ever got. Got some IVs in my system so that way it could bypass my stomach and not have to throw up. It was totally better the day after that. Um, but yeah, overall my immune system is pretty great. I tell myself that and I think it keeps it strong. And I think I'm going to be over this sickness by tomorrow. Actually, I'm starting to feel pretty good at the end of tonight. I've had some some shakiness today. Uh, main thing is I get once I can tell my joints are achy, then I know I'm sick for sure. Running noise doesn't mean anything to me. I've always had bad allergies, which have actually got way better because of wrestling, getting my nose pounded in wrestling enough, I guess, damaged enough pollen receptors that make it so my nose doesn't run as bad in the spring, which is amazing. Yeah, I remember I read, so I read this book one time. This is kind of what opened my eyes a little bit to the placebo effect of po- like just being positive and stuff like this. This guy had, this guy, he loved his job and he hated his job, right? It's from this book, in- Instant ESP, which is supposed to just talk about the the power of the mind has. It has some crazy ridiculous points in it that don't make sense at all. But this is one of the ones I've actually, like, I believed in. It talks about this guy. I believe he's a flight attendant. And I don't remember what country he was from, but whatever country he was from in their culture, it was kind of like, it was looked down as like a bad, oh, you're, you know, you're one of those people. You, you, you serve people on a plane. You're never home. You have to travel to earth. It, you know, it was one of those things, one of those professions that was looked down negatively. So he had all this stress at home and from his family and from society and stuff like that of being this not like bad guy but not not do you not have any pride how dare you work as a flight attendant was how it was viewed i guess and he loved his job because he got to travel the world it provided him with good money for his family overall he was doing great but eventually he started developing these sores that made it so he couldn't work on his and he was getting sick all the time and it was ended up being because at least believed to be because it was all in his mind his mind because of the distinction that came with his job, he his mind was making him sick to find him a way out of it, right? Your mind can kind of trick you in ways and make you not feel good. Or he, in this case, he, he had like sores that started, or like boils that started growing in his body. And so he couldn't work. And then as soon as he was forced to quit or stopped working at the job, they all went away. And he got another job, never, never came back. And it was purely kind of stress-related in the sense where, because of his 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 hatred for his job and the in-between he was where it's like, I love my job, but I, I hate the stigma that comes with it, then it really just it like destroyed him mentally and made him physically ill to where it forced him to get out of it and it like solved the situation for him. Now, the mind does have some crazy like powers like this, right? I catch myself doing this sometimes where uh, before work, I'll start to feel a little nauseous. That's part of, like, part of the reason I show up to, I always show up to work like an hour early is because I actually start not feeling very well because of the stress of something could happen or what if my tire pops, something, you know, something ridiculous. So just showing up to work and being there physically makes it like, okay, it's gone. I don't have this sickness anymore of I don't want to go to work. Well, you're already here, man. So you cannot want to go to work as much as you want, but you're here. You're going to be doing it. So what are you going to do, man? So it's like my body can fix it like that. I can kind of outsmart my, my mental sickness in a sense, and I've been trying to do that, like, out, use some of my weaknesses against me, right, outsmart my, 
my brain and my my negative attributes that I have, right? Because everybody has negative attributes. Don't act like you don't. If you don't, more power to you, man. Uh, you're probably full of shit. Um, and that's going to be your negative attribute is you're a liar that's full of shit. If you don't think you have any problems, you're probably super cocky. But I'm trying to use my weaknesses against me. And one major weakness I have is I'm a very self-conscious person. I care what people think about me. And to combat this, I'm using social media, right? So if I, I post something on Facebook... When I work out, say, hey, you know, starting my workout, doing this, you know, hit leg day today. And so now people know, hey, Daniel says he's going to work out. Daniel's trying to get back in shape, you know. So now I have something to hold me accountable. You can point to something that says, really? Because on February, not even in February anymore, but whatever, February 28th, you said you were going to get jacked. And are you jacked, sir? And it's like, no, no, I'm not. So why not? And it's like, well, because I'm a liar or I'm lazy. And I don't want to ever have people have that stigma of me of being like a lazy liar or someone, you know, you can't trust or someone who posts, you know, says one thing and then does another because that's always driving me crazy and people do that. So I'm trying to hold myself accountable through social media in a sense where if I say, hey, I'm going to make this podcast great and it's going to take off. If I kind of show everybody like, hey, look at me, look at me, I better nail my trick, right? That pressure of all eyes on me right now is going to push me. I can't take a step back and have someone walk up to me later and be like, hey, man, so I saw your, you started a podcast a while ago. How's it going? Ooh, um, that doesn't exist anymore or I gave up on it. Like, I, I never want to uh, tell someone that, right? I never want to have to admit something negative like that. So if I kind of keep if keep being positive, it like for, or keep, I'm sorry, if I keep posting things, I have to post positively, right? I don't, I don't want to spread negativity out there. What I want to inspire people, so it, it forces me to think positively, right? Which is which is huge. I heard Kaylee just come home. Let's see if she comes up here. Um, so it makes me like I, I post more positively, puts me in a positive state of mind, and then people perceive me as more positive. So then I I can't be negative later, right? It kind of holds me to this this standard of hey, you know, like um, it's like if Superman commits a crime. It's a way worse crime than if anybody else commits a crime because he's Superman. He's held to this higher standard of being like a moral superior person. So then if I say, oh, yeah, I'm trying to get fit, and then I post a picture of me sleeping all day and being lazy or something like that, it's like, how are you going to do both, man? It's You're not reflecting what you're putting out there. And I'm using that self-consciousness I have of I don't want people to have misconceptions about me that are negative, and I'm using that against myself, right? I'm using it to make sure that I am motivated to work out and I am motivated to do these things that are hard and you take time sorry I think might be getting my phone. nope we good he's just crossing the street so I get a little worried I was walking directly at my my sweet super brute anyway so yeah like working out's hard and I'm sick right now so it's hard to be motivated to work out right so my main motivation that got me in my little home gym to work out today was the fact that I said I was gonna I told people that I'm getting back in shape and I got, I'm got. i working out now, so I'm trying to keep a timeline that shows I'm committed to that. I don't want people to think I gave up. I don't want me to notice someone who gives up. So holding myself accountable to that will be a positive, right? And then I'll start feeling better because I'll be in better shape and I've been eating better. And so I got two things, two to three things now and I feel accomplished because I'm holding, you know, sticking to my words. So I got these things making me feel good overall in life and I'm hoping that can carry me into other things. Right. And hopefully I could bring that into inspiring people with with this podcast. And hopefully, you know, people can hear this and say to themselves, like, yo, man, if I can be more positive, if I can turn things around, 
I could have that placebo effect, that, you know, that sugar pill that I can kind of provide to myself. Now, you do run into people that say, like, well, happiness is a choice, right? I, I disagree with that. You can have things that upset you out of your control, right? You can't just choose to be happy sometimes. So, like, if you have a loved one die, they're like, well, just choose to be happy. Just smile about it. It's like, no, that's an extreme thing. I'm not just going to, you can't just flip a switch. Um, now, you can choose to view things positively and negatively, and trying to view things more positive definitely helps with, that's why I feel like, like, um, a lot of religious people have, uh, that benefit of, I, I don't want to offend anybody here, but there's like a placebo, like the God placebo effect in a sense, right? To where you're not doing stuff motivated by like you or something like that is you could tell your, um, you can, you know, you can live through God or something like that. Or if someone dies, you could look at it positively, like, oh, at least they're with God now. So, you, you know, it allows people to look at things a little more positively in a positive light. Or they can tell themselves, you know, this higher power made me. And so I must have a purpose in a, you know, they have something, you know, they know they have a reason there. They know it. It's a fact to them. And this is a, this is a huge deal because if you have something that's a personal fact to you and it's something that motivates you and pushes you, it's real, right? If you believe you can do something your ability to do it increases so much more. And so that's one thing I I do, like, I'm not, I'm not a religious person myself. I, I don't really believe there is a God that can influence our world in any way. I don't think there's a God that really created anything. I believe more in science and nature and things having a natural flow and repetitive cycles, stuff like that. But for people who do have a religion, stuff like that, they have a reason to be good, right? They have this placebo of, hey, man, like, there are these reasons to, you know, not, not do these things. And there's reasons to do these things. And this is why, even though technically there's nothing really holding you to those standards, right? There's no physical manifestation of like God that will show up and be like, Hey, 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 I see what you're doing. Don't pull that crap. That doesn't, that doesn't happen, right? You do that to yourself. You catch yourself in the moment and you go, oh, wow, I wouldn't want, you know, God to know I did this, or I wouldn't want, you know, to have this held against me because, you know, God is all-seeing, all-knowing, right? So if you do do anything negative, you're caught, right? There is no getting away with it. And that, to use a placebo effect in that sense, I know this is going to offend some people, um, but for a lot of religions, like, God is a positive, right? He's, you know, some have him as like, oh, he's a vengeful God and stuff like that. There's a lot of religions that try not to view it that way because, I feel like it, it hurt the church. They lost some members when the, you know, God was eventual. But now it's, you know, you have this, this being that's, that's made you full of purpose and in his image. And so you're supposed to go out and do good. And God defines what good is and what bad is. And because you can be motivated, right? And if, you know, you're motivated to do, to just make yourself better, sometimes that's, you know, like what's better? right? Define better. Is it more money? Because you can do a lot of shady shit to get more money. Is it a bigger house? You can do a lot of shady shit to get more money so you can have a bigger house, right? Is it control over people? You can be a tyrant and control millions of people and that's not, you know, good. It's not, you know, power isn't necessarily what you're looking for. So having that watchful eye, almost like a, a police force that's always watching you, kind of keeps people in check and gives them this positivity of, Hey man, I have this purpose to live through God, so I gotta keep myself going. I gotta keep myself on this, this good path 
and it, and it is like a great positive for people. It, like it allows them to hold themselves to a higher standard, which is positive, right? It allows you to advance yourself and, you know, people, uh, that like believe in like prayer and stuff like that, having a positive effect. I don't believe you can pray for someone else and have another effect, but I do believe when you, you know, you sit down and you think about it and a lot of things like, what are you thankful for? And you, you, you know, pray for people in your life and you think about your life and stuff that went down the day. That's all good to reflect on stuff like that. And, you know, you, you hope that, you know, you ask God to help you with certain things, but you also put the effort in to make those things better, right? So it kind of becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. And that's how I think, like, uh, the, the placebo of, like, prayer can work, right? Now, I've never had this, I've always been anti the whole thought of, we'll pray for you, or you're in our prayers, and that's supposed to somehow help someone beat cancer, or it's supposed to help save the lives of people who are in a war, or something like that, because your word should not have power over God, right? The decision was made. So if you, you know, you believe in this all-powerful, all-knowing being, your prayers should not in any way be able to influence said being, correct? He knows your wants, he knows your needs, why is asking him for something, you know, helpful? But it's it's very it's very beneficial to have religion in your life. I see it with a lot of people I work with, man. They say, on average, people who have like a strong religious ties are, are happier in life, and I think it is because of that sense of purpose, right? Like a sense of accomplishment, you know, and that sense of community, right? Every Sunday, you go down and you hang out with your quote unquote family, right? It does become like a family in the church, right? We're all part of the same club. It's kind of like a sports team. My sports team is my family. Um, and it's, you know, you guys all meet, you guys meet each other every week. It's same people, day, not day in, day out, but every weekend. And you do get these bonds with people. You do join church leagues and, you know, you have these groups and it is a huge sense of community that brings together. So I believe it can be a huge positive. I do still stand by, I believe it is essentially a placebo effect though because like i when i said to to matt like i didn't want to go too into it with him because i feel like he got a little offended no offense matt if you're hearing this one when i said that the like the bible is one of the world's best self-help books if you take out the religion aspect and he said something along the lines well i feel like that weakens it a lot it does if you're someone who's very religious but if you're someone who's more like me who's not a religious person it actually strengthens it a lot because it doesn't make me go oh really well what about this hole what about, like, you know, so Adam and Eve have kids, right? Who do their kids have kids with? Huge hole right there, you know? And so it's like, well, that's like more of a metaphor of blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, well, it doesn't say metaphor on it. You know, so when things are up for interpretation, they get a little weird. So I like, to, you know, if you take all that stuff, you can take all the religious acts without it. It's like, hey, man, treat your neighbor good. Don't cheat on your wife. Work hard. Like people say, uh, like the Puritan ethic, right? Yeah, man, if you work your ass off, you're going to be better off. It's just how things work. If you're a good person, people are going to be good to you. It, it tends to be how things work. So that's what I, what I mean when I say, like, God has a placebo effect or prayer has a placebo effect or even just positivity in general has a placebo effect. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it or I feel like people who believe in God or use this is, like, a bad thing. I think it's great, you know, if, if that's how you, your head can wrap your head around, like, your faith and use that as a guiding factor, almost like a tool that's like a like a roadmap of, hey, man, here's how to be a, a good person. It's kind of what it is, right? It's a roadmap of how to be a great person in the eyes of God. And that is huge, right? If you have, but for people who aren't religious, they're like, well, why would I want to be a great person in the eyes of God if that's not a thing, right? So why can't I just be a great person? And I'm all for that. 
I'm all for people being just being a great person, just be a great person. I believe that in the event that there is a supreme higher being, he'd be able to read that in people and not have it be, yo, man, you are a diehard believer, but you're a terrible person. You know, like you, you never believed you're doing anything bad. You believed you're doing good things and you believed you're doing this. And you, but overall, you did bad things compared to someone who did nothing but good things and did it purely for the reason of being good and not because they're under, a, you know, an all seeing watchful eye. They like, you know, in theory, the superior creature or being would be able to read that and be like, yeah, man, yeah, you're a good person. You're allowed into heaven or whatever. And not be like, yes, you're a good person. But, um, you did not accept my son as your Lord and Savior, so I'm going to be a little petty here, not let you in. It's like, wait, why? It's like, well, you know, it's like, what if you didn't even, how do you know about Jesus? That wasn't my fault. No one told me. It's like, yeah, well, again, not my fault. No one told you. You didn't accept him later. No, that's not everybody's view. People have different views of religion. I think what, what your view is, is what's right for you. It's hard to say that you have to bend to someone other's thoughts and that's why you have just like there are so many different sects of christianity and different you know there's different sects of like Ju- judea judaism i remember we had a a rabbi come down to the school in my world religions class and he's talking about yeah man i'm i'm huge on science i'm huge on the big bang i'm huge on this stuff i believe in evolution now i do feel these are all tools he said that he do believe these are all tools god uses to create and not necessarily run the world but you know there's these are these are powers of God has. He has the ability to create the Big Bang. And that's believable, right? You know? Well, people ask, like, where did the Big Bang come from? I, would, I think it's kind of funny when scientists go, hey, man, we give you guys a lot of miracles in your book. Can we get one in our science book? And it's kind of like, well, I'll just I'll, I'll say God did the Big Bang. How about that? You know, and I think it's kind of funny when scientists sit back and do that. Um, and, you know, evolution, he totally believed in that. He's like, I believe that's a tool God uses um, on his creatures that he makes to, to, to guide them and, you know, affect them over years to, for a positive. And, you know, it, it was eye-opening for me because I'm sitting in a class at 17 going, wow, this this rabbi, this religious leader, like, believes in these things that I've always thought were very anti-religion. And there's always been this thing for me. It's like, well, why can't it be both, right? Like, why can't, like, the laws of all the sciences be real and gravity and all this bullshit? It's obviously gravity's real, as well as have some superior being that created this, right? It could be both. And I feel like a lot of times people can't see that it can be both, right? Um, do I think it is personally? No. Um, looking back, I think it would have been very beneficial for me to be raised in like a kind of religious home. If I had this belief that, Hey man, someone's watching over me and I have to live through God. I would, I would totally feel like I'd be a more positive person and I'd be less lazy. Cause I'm like, you know what, man, the G man sees me being lazy. I got to I, you know, I'm not serving my purpose that I was created for. You know, when you have a purpose, you have something that pushes you. And that's, that is a huge positive in life, right? So anything that's like a, like a huge positive feeds you, gives you energy, right? Gives you passion, gives you a reason to get out of bed in the morning, makes things, if you're, uh, passionate about something and you're getting positive responses for it, it's easy to get out of bed and go do something like that. A weird example of that would be, so someone who lives in America and watches like a, watches soccer. So a lot of it gets played in Europe at a European time zone. So like four in the morning here, three in the morning. And it's easy for those guys to get out of bed and watch their team at three in the morning because they're passionate about their team and their team's winning at the time, right? If you have a team that's losing every game, it's super hard to get out of bed and watch that, you know, but if you're, you're even though you are passionate about it, 
but I'm passionate about my team and they're winning, it's so easy to climb out of bed and watch watch my team compete. And that's 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 huge, man. Having passion in life makes things so much more motivationally simple. You don't have to find motivation. It's already there. You love it for some reason, which is a huge, I'm going to say it again, a huge positive. Overall, I feel like I'm doing a lot better at, at looking at things positively now. Although I do have moments where it's like if I'm irritated, it gets harder. If I'm, you know, I'm sick like I am today, it's harder. But I notice if I have caffeine and I'm working out and I'm eating healthy, it's so much easier to be positive, right? I could be working out and eating healthy, but if I hadn't had caffeine that day, because I do have caffeine withdrawals on occasion, part of being a barista, I'm kind of a dick and I'm a very negative person. Um, I've been working at better catching myself, chewing myself apart. I'm one of those people where it's like, I could stug my toe on the dog toy and blame myself for being, oh, how, you idiot, you didn't pick up the dog's toys, blah, 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 you know what, it's not even, you should have trained the dog to pick up its own toy, that's how stupid you are, you should have done all these things that you don't do, and you know what else, you didn't take out the trash today, and there's a dirty dish in the sink, and it's like, whoa, hey, hold on, now we're bitching about me not taking out the trash, and not cleaning, you know, dirty in the sink, and not training my dog well enough for some shit, all because I stubbed my toe on, like, a dog toy. And it's like, I've written myself up for 10 things down the line. So I've, I catch myself doing that sometimes, and I, I feel like I'm getting a little better at it, although I'm still in that in-between pit stage. Just like right now, whenever I say, um, I get really irritated every time. So I catch myself doing that, and I get mad at myself for being mad at myself, right? And then it's like a double, double mad. But that's kind of a good thing, right? Where it's like, not, not, it's not a good thing now, but it will be a good thing when it's, I can catch and coach myself enough to where I stop getting mad at myself and I stop getting mad at my madness. Um, on that note, we're going to wrap this one up. I'll catch up with you guys um, next week. I want to get some professors or something here. I wanna, my plan is to go down to Shasta College and get some information from those guys, see if I can get some email addresses or talk to some professor, professors blah, prof- professors in person, maybe get some economic professors, political science professors in here. Art history is a big one I want to get in here. His, just history in general would be a great one, especially like American history. So getting people like that in here to speak about just their view on the world or their view on, you know, what they're passionate about and getting people to speak about their passions because that's when you really evoked their emotion and their expertise, right? It's hard to become an expert in something you're not passionate about. As always, keep discussion. Keep, keep about Wow, why am I? I'm stuttering up a storm right now. So try that again. As always, keep discussing, keep understanding, and keep improving, guys. Because through understanding and improvement, we can go more positive directions. That's the whole theme of today. I think we're going to title this guy uh, The Placebo Effect of Poverty. I almost want to go The Placebo Effect of Prayer because that's a controversial title. I feel like people jump in there, but also a little weird. So... Thanks again, you faithful, faithful Discussion with Dan listeners. I don't know what to call you guys yet. I feel like we've got to get a nickname for you, like um, the the Discussers or the, the I got nothing, the the, the Disgusted. I, I know Kira made a joke about that, like because I put EDs on the back of everything that's like unnecessary. Um, so you can be like the Disgusted, the Discussers, the Discuss-Es. Um, but yeah, Discussion with Dan, episode 10. I really hope you guys enjoyed it. I'll get this uploaded as soon as I can. I know hearing this at the end of this doesn't really matter. Um, but yeah, stay stay positive, you guys. It can be a huge, huge effect. Positive mind creates positive outcomes. 
and it will be a huge effect on your life. I promise you that.